0: Hello, James here, and welcome to the James Cast. I've got a special podcast for you today. It's a piece that I recorded back in April with Patrick Kozakowicz. And Patrick and I go back a little bit. We met at an IBM conference in Spain, and the magnetism of Patrick just kind of drew me in. Patrick is all about mindfulness. He's all about keeping grounded. He's all about how you... Employ your mental abilities to do things better in business, to do things better in the corporate world, all the time staying grounded in the world that you actually live in, which is more than that corporate infrastructure. Patrick's all about mindfulness. This is a great podcast to just remind us that, you know what, in the time of COVID, mental health is so important and Patrick has a lot to offer. So I've got them for you. Right here, Patrick Kazakovich talking to us about mindfulness on the James Cast. Here we go. Hello, my name is James Pikeway, this is Podaholics, and the program is catching up, and I am speaking with Patrick Kozakiewicz this afternoon. Did I get close, Patrick? Because, you know, I... got
1: really close, a lot closer than most people, that's for sure. You know, and with my
0: Ukrainian background, you'd think I'd be a little bit closer to hitting a Polish name, but, you know, anyway. It was good, it was good. I, you know, I, I, this that we, we really just started doing this program not so long ago, and it really is all about catching up with some of these cool people like yourself that I've run into over the last dozen or so years, and it's always that same old thing. I'll be sitting around the table with my wife, and we'll be saying, I wonder what so-and-so is doing, or I wonder whatever happened to... And you're not one of those people because we never wonder what you're doing. We follow you on Instagram. We we, we met a year ago, so people will probably be wondering, okay, well, how does that work? We met about a year ago, just over a year ago at IBM at Fast Start. You were running the mindfulness stall. You work for IBM as well, so you were part of, of, of the crew and trying to bring and trying to get people more aware of their inner Peace and and how to be better in on the inside, so they can be better doing what they do, which is you know selling, working, and and creating great great environments for our virtual worlds and beyond. And and I was doing another set of workshops on socials, and we just kind of passed in the hallway and saw your booths, had a little chat. I, maybe it was the hair, maybe it was the great shirts, maybe it was a combination of all of those things. But I, I'm telling you as and as we were saying leading into this that that few moments and we never did any mindfulness exercises together we only talked about it and I did attend we did we did do a tag team workshop by the way i remember that too i thought that was kind of kind of crazy but fun and but aside from that we never actually did any of the activities that you were you were there doing yet to this day, Yin Yoga is really popular now in our household, and yoga in general, and mindfulness, and all of these things that I never really gave a second thought to until I met you. I kind of went, ah, oh, yeah, really? It's, it's like doo, 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 doo. that's that's what was going on in my mind. Met you, you you did like four sentences talking about it, and I went, I'm sold. And I and 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 here we are, Patrick. Am I a usual suspect for you when it comes to mindfulness and well-being and, and healthy lifestyles?
1: It's, yeah, it's definitely more common than, than, than not. Uh, and, and it's funny because people come to me often and they say, well, how am I supposed to change my partner? How am I supposed to change my boss from, from behaving this way or doing those things? I said, well, you can't change people. You can't go force them to do things. Just be that person that you want them to be right and and for me it's it's being present right about my emotions my thoughts and movement so I really try to give that to everybody that I'm interacting with and that's why just a few sentences or a few seconds with someone right maybe allows me to stick because I really try to connect with another individual and a lot of people aren't receptive to that connection but when I saw you, I met you. You, you, you were receptive, right? Yeah. You're an open-minded, you're a creative person. You're curious. You're willing to learn and explore. And as soon as I felt that, it was just a connection, right? And and I'm learning stuff from you as well. Uh, so don't don't think it's just one way. I've also you know been taking more of my my creativity up, posting more videos, doing more videos. And every time I think, oh, maybe maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, but James is definitely
0: (laughs) the most (laughs) involved today. <laughs> but, but Patrick how, so i mean if, if someone was to pick up your cv right now and, and start looking at it, they're going to see a, you know someone who studied international relations political science you know you you've got the classic education how do you end up at ibm being the guy who's who's really spearheading and leading ibm mindful the ibm mindfulness community what 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 is that over 13,000 people involved in that how do you go from poli-sci to IBM and mindfulness?
1: I've always been very curious in how the world works. Um, you know, I, I think like most of us, right, we, we fall into that space where, where we're like, what's the point? How does this all work? And I try to find the answers in international relations, right? So really kind of studying how different, states operate right and maybe they have an answer that satisfies my needs i went into world religions and and took and and minored in world religions and really went and practiced in temples and mosques and synagogues and and learned a lot from that right and i was like well well politics probably politics will help me better understand the world so i went and studied politics during politics i was like no it's business right (laughs) business is behind everything So, so i got into consulting at deloitte at, at Deloitte, I was like, oh, but technology, is technology. So I got into uh, IBM, working mainly in, in IT security at that time. But throughout all of this, you know, academic endeavors, right, really trying to, to, to figure out the world, there was something that connected everybody, right? And, and, and that's what kind of became this, this little truth for me, that I, I don't know, I, I will never really understand another person but I understand that they think. I will never get in sync with their emotions, but I know they have emotions. And everyone has, you know, thinks and can focus. So those kind of three things, they fit very well into mindfulness. And even though, you know, mindfulness is the shiny object right now, and maybe it's not the best word to use, I, I like awareness more than I like mindfulness. I was like, I want to do more of this. I, I love talking to people about how we think, the brain, how to focus, managing emotions. And, and slowly but surely, there was a tiny mindfulness community within IBM when I joined, about 1,500 people, 16 groups around the world. And I just kind of made it my goal, right? I, I put it on the wall that I'm going to be working full-time at IBM for mindfulness. I started contacting those, those leaders, doing weekly connects, doing more presentations, design thinking workshop, redo the whole community, and in those three, four years, we went from these 1,500 to, like you're saying, over 13, close to 14,000 now, over 100 of these practice leaders around the world, almost every single country, we're doing train the trainers, we're now in corporate citizenship, I just launched a free online course with the University of Oxford, doing more stuff with clients, And, and I'm spending most of my time, you know, working on this, so. That's kind of how it went. Just lots of practice, lots of patience, and and hard work. Ups and downs because there's a lot of skeptics and critics to this. Uh, also,
0: I mean, how do you how do you deal with the skeptics? Because you're gonna, like you said, you're always got someone who's saying, "Yeah, but this is IBM or this is, you know, X Y Z company." Really, how does that fit? That's this. You're talking about something that someone does on their own time, not something that they do at the that really impacts on us as a business.
1: Yes. Yes. It, it it definitely helps to to throw in numbers, right, and, and data and research. There's lots of science, you know, to, to show this, but a lot of that science is is, is pretty shitty, right? So there's there's really just a, a handful, a few dozen studies that are that are very good, uh, that are replicated, right, past the the double blind experiments and all that. So. You, you use that. You use the science. You do the research. You mention Stanford and Harvard and Oxford offering PhDs in this stuff, etc. that it's secular and based on science. Then you start throwing in case studies. You say, well, they're doing it at Google. They're doing it at SAP. It's in healthcare systems. It's actually in sports more than you think. It's in the school systems. So it's all these places where you think, well, why would it, it wouldn't even match there. It's there, right? Then you, you show them the practices, right? Cause this stuff's very theoretical, right? We could talk about how to bake a pizza for a long time, yeah. but if you don't actually bake the pizza, you're not going to know. So it's getting those people to, to actually practice and start seeing some benefits. Right. And in this corporate space, I don't have time, right? <laughs> no, oh, <my laughs> system, 10, 10 minutes, five minutes, one hour. Yeah. Right. So it's really like these micro minute practices of of breathing of shifting your focus to this you know visualizing that and just those little things people start seeing the benefit and s- slowly but surely that spreads because one person likes it they tell another person but you do have those hardcore critics those hardcore skeptics that always with whatever happens right yeah. that small population that it's not even worth focusing energy on them because no matter what you do they're just going to say say no
0: that's a, that's a really hard part, isn't it? And and I was talking to some some students a couple of days ago about conflict resolution. And you know, one of the big points right at the right at the early onset was I said, you know, we can go, we can do, we can negotiate, we can do all this. But if the other person does not agree, and they're never going to agree, and they're not even going to be open minded to, you know, mutual benefits at all, then then don't waste your time. Just move on and just say, well, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. And I'm not going to put my energy there. I'm going to put it where it counts. So it, it, I mean, that becomes kind of cool. I, I mean, that that's how when when you start looking at all this. And as you're, you know, because you're doing, you're doing all this in in the business sense. You've set up the, you've got a course that you're doing with Oxford, that in all online. And and we started off this conversation before before we turned on the recorder. You were saying, you know, man, this is a horrible time and a great time, and it's a focusing time. and and without being glib about things with people being more, depending on where they are in the world. And again, with you, you've got people in the U S you've got people out where I am in the Middle East. You've got people in Poland and all of these different countries are addressing the COVID-19 in different ways with different degrees of lockdown. And is, is that, is this whole process a a really good jumpstart for people to at least, be a little bit more open-minded to the fact that there's a lot going on in their world. And now with less going on in some ways, more apprehension, and it's just time to, okay, what are some of the strategies that I might use to maintain my sanity with what I'm doing and with the unknowns? Because I think for me, that that tends, tends to be the big issue. People say, how are you doing? I said, look, I'm doing really good. And they said, and? I said, I'm just, this uncertainty is killing me. And I'm wondering, how how do you deal with all that? Like where, when you look at this from your own personal perspective, but also from an awareness perspective, how do you talk to people about that uncertainty and what you can help them do?
1: Yeah. There, there is a growing demand, right? Maybe that's because people just have more time on their hands because they're not commuting, right? Or they're at home and they're, they're searching like you're saying on the internet or, or just talking to people. How do you keep your sanity, right? How do you manage all these emotions? And it's it's interesting because we have this, this thing called negativity bias. And it's a survival sort of instinct that if there is danger, that's where you're focusing your attention on. If there's a lion, regardless of all the million other things you could focus on, you're going to focus on that lion. Well, now the lion is invisible. It's a microbe and it's spreading around the world, right? So we're always in this kind of state of, of danger, right? Which doesn't do our body good for sustained periods of time. So people are, are, are searching for stuff and they're definitely stumbling upon mindfulness, right? And, and since I've been doing a lot of stuff virtually, since this community is global and it's not just restricted to one thing, right? It, it's very easy for me now just to kind of scale and, and grow this and, and support people. And specifically when, you, when you're saying, you know, how do I deal with uncertainty? It really depends on the individual, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and that's what I love about, you know, practices is there's so many different ways to do that, right? We have very little control. we we, we like to think that we have control, but, but James, you didn't pick where you were born, right? You didn't right. pick how your parents brought you up, the weather, right, the, the virus and all that stuff. Now it seems like we have even less control because the government's coming in and saying, right, wear a mask, don't go out, do this, etc." So, and we don't know what the future will hold. Everything's very, very uncertain. But it's this, mathematically, it's the same sort of level of uncertainty, right, pretty similar percentage-wise to what it was before. So we don't have any of this control, but what's the one thing you have control over? your response, mm. your response to whatever's happening, right? I'm at home, okay, that's the fact. Now how am I going to respond? Am I focusing on the negative or on the positive? Am I going to do this or going to do that, right? I know it's, it's easy to say, well, but I have these natural reactions, you know, my emotions, and it's, it's not me. But once you're aware of that, it is your choice, Because happiness is always around you, just like sadness is always around you. You're choosing, consciously or subconsciously, it could be a habit or condition, which one you're shifting your attention to. And, And mindfulness is just that, right? Shifting your attention to something and being aware that you're now paying attention to that
0: how do you, you know I, and I, I love that idea that it's it's really shifting attention. nothing has really ultimately changed when we talk about what's going on. We're just focusing our attention in, in a particular place you you mentioned that things have really kind of scaled up for you with what you're doing. How do you manage the time and all that? because as you said, now you've got more touch points globally. You're still where you are. You're now working across time zones. You've got more people that you might be working with across time zones. You can work with them in groups, but sometimes it's great to be individual as well. How do you manage that time and still have time for your own personal well being to not be on the screen because now you're substituting going to places and now you're sitting in front of a screen? That's also pretty draining. The whole process of dealing with people can can be pretty draining. I mean, it's great, it's exhilarating, it's fun, it's interesting, but it's also it's also takes some energy. How, how do you how do you manage all the time? I
1: have habits uh, or, or like routines that I put in, inside my day. So, so there are long days, most of the days, up to twelve hours, right, just kind of in front of the screen. Uh, like you said, different time zones. So one thing that I do to kind of to keep moving is each meeting I will be in a different position. Oh, cool. So it, it, this one I'm sitting here, uh, next one I'll be laying down, I then do standing, I'll walk, maybe I'll go into a squat. So my body is always moving, right? And, and, and kind of adapting and, and I'm getting a nice stretch uh, also. Easy little trick that everyone can do, right? Um, I also then shut off everything at a point in time, right? So when it comes to the evening time, me and my partner now have time to just to stretch right to to eat to talk to go on the balcony whatever it is right so it's definitely important to find time where you're away from technology but we're still kind of part of technology because there's music playing or we have the camera filming our practice right To, to show people as well but it's you know once you find your your purpose as the wise saying goes it's not work anymore it's just fun Mm. And I feel like a child. I feel like <laughs> w- when I get on the computer, it's like, what game can I play? What can I create right now? And it's, I'm, I'm more disappointed because I don't have enough, I don't have more time. Like I want more hours. <laughs> I want more work because I'm getting so much positive feedback, right? I'm getting yeah. so much, so many thank yous and this is helping me and, and this is changing my life, etc. So, you know, it gives me goosebumps as I talk about it. But it's, it's like if I'm not doing this, then that means I'm not helping someone, right? So, so now it's kind of shifting to how can I create like this online learning or other things that I'm running that people can still get the benefit without me being there live,
0: mm. you know? Do you think that you're you're one of those exceptional people who's managed to really make the marriage of their interests, their passions, their vocation, their their job all into one thing, as opposed to those those folks who might have, you know, the the job that they do and then the family stuff that they do and the thing and they're all very different and they're really forced when you they talk about work-life balance, it's those people I often think of. Do you, do you think you're kind of in a different category because you've managed to meld it all together?
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, was, I was one of those people, right, that, that had the different masks on. I had a mask for work. I had a mask for my buddies on the weekends. I had a mask for, you know, my partner. I had a mask for, for this and this. And it just gets so exhausting wearing all these masks, right? And, and when I first got introduced, you know, work-life balance, okay, there was work and then there was life, and they were separate. Mm. And that was also exhausting. But I decided to to think about it this way or or pursue it this way, that there isn't a distinction. It's all one thing. It's just life. And I started shifting that I want to be the same person when I'm with my buddies as I'm with my partner when I'm working and when I'm having fun, that this is me regardless of the situation that we're in. And it just makes everything a lot smoother. I had to change a lot of the you know habits, that's for sure. Uh, but it's it's more real and it's more me, and I don't have to think about okay, now I need to play this role or that role, right? Now I'm just I'm just me. That does take effort, that does take time, it does take visualization and, and, and believing that you're already there, and also a nice plan to make that happen. But I think if more people shift to you know, just this is me and this is life things will flow a lot more easily. And then you're not wasting as much energy context switching, right. Or changing your mask.
0: What, what do you think stops people from doing that? What do you think gets in the way?
1: Just like everything, right? It's always the same. It's that thing in between your ears. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it, it's, it's by definition, if you're unaware of something, you don't even know, right? You can't even comp- comprehend. Your mind's not even thinking towards that direction. So for a lot of people, it's just being unaware of that, right? Just mm-hmm. not even realizing that that concept. Uh, another big influence is your upbringing. The, your parents, your schools, your environment, the society, they gave you either this mindset that's very fixed and very much I, I can't do this, I can do that to other people with this growth mindset that I will I could change, I could evolve, I could grow, I'm curious. Just because it's no doesn't mean it's going to be a no over here, etc. So it' it's, it's, it's the upbringing that has a big influence on that. Uh, and then after that it's it's really kind of the, the habits or the plan that you have throughout your day right How much are you learning? how much are you working? How much are you investing on yourself, investing on others, et cetera, et cetera?
0: I, I love the the idea, as you said, that you know this constant learning, constant trying to find more, trying to create more time out of the time you have, but trying to create more time to do the things you love. And you you put me on to an app that your yourself and some buddies created, Ulu, that does just that. And tell me tell me a little bit about that, because I I when I you 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 sort of said, hey, take a look at this. And it's really cool. T- tell us about Ulu, this this app that embodies everything you've just been talking about for the last 20 or so minutes.
1: Yeah, we, me and my buddy, you know, we had this idea years ago where we were just trying to support people around the office, right, that, that lacked in motivation or were feeling down. And we would just send them sort of these motivational cards or these one-liners, these quotes, et cetera, and it really uplifted them. So we wanted to create a space where we can motivate or empower, support people. One iteration after another iteration, we finally got into like a goal tracker, personal habit tracker, where you not only can track those goals or pick goals that you want to achieve, but you do it in a group. So you could do it by yourself. Or you can do it with a team from around the world. Everyone wants to, I don't know, lose weight in your group. And you're working and you're inspiring each other. That's free and open for everyone. Uh, if you want to go a more premium route, then you could get premium goals. So I don't know, for example, of how to create great podcasts. And I could search the web and I could find that out. Or you could just have you know a predefined path. That that works for experts, right? That I do this, then I do that, etc. And if you want just additional support, there's mentors, right? Mm. And, and that that's that's why I got into touch with you because it's one thing reading this stuff and learning this stuff and watching tutorials, but it's a totally different thing talking to someone that has the experience, right? And you can you can pay extra and, and have you know sessions with mentors and then and, and help you realize those goals a lot faster. So it's an application to kind of make all that happen.
0: I love how clean it is, and and uh, as I was looking, I was thinking, "Ooh, what is this?" And then it, you know, as you're going through the end, it, it kind of comes up with what it means, and I went, "So sweet!" Like this is really, really fun. And and uh, you know, I, I sent you in some stuff, or sent the team in. I have nowhere, I have no idea where it goes. I, I really don't. But I got I, I I think it was at the very end of sending in some material. I just kind of went, you know what? This was really fun. Like even if this just gets looked at, and and someone hits the the mighty delete button, I said you know, and I had a lot of fun doing this. So it was it was just a whole bunch of fun. And and it was funny because I, I sat there and I said, why was this so fun? And I said, just the process of engaging with Ulu as, as I did was an insightful, retrospective, introspective activity that made me feel good about myself and made me think about things that I hadn't thought about in a while. And I kind of went, man, this is like the the full-service application on both sides for everyone. Like, everyone comes out a winner. And I kind of went, I like it. I mean, it was just, and it was kind of orangey, too, color. So I like that. I thought it was just, it was nice. I say, I'm sure there was some psychological reason for cho- the choice of that color. I'm, I'm sure it, it was not just by accident. But, uh, no, it was really cool.
1: You know that it actually, uh, YULU stands for You Live Only
0: Once. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I thought that was you know that's it, and I think it, and that's one of the things that you know I it's funny when people say oh you know as you said a lot of apprehension COVID nineteen and lockdowns when are you going to see family and jobs and I I get it people are losing work and businesses are closing down and 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 for me. One of the things, and I, and I get that and I and I, I get all those things, but, and it's, I guess it's part of the kick in the pants, why we're doing this podcast is, and I've, I've actually, you know, we've done a few over the last week with, with, with a couple of people that, that were at fast start because you only live once and man, over a year I've been saying, yeah, I really got to, got to reach out more. I've really got to reach out more. And COVID-19 tells, is a nice reminder that, you know what, anything can happen at any time, at any speed that is going to turn your world upside down. So while you have the chance, do those things you want to do. And, you know, is it going to be the best work you ever did? I don't know. But if you're passionate about it, like you're like you always talk about it, if you're you're aware and you're thinking and you're doing it for the right reasons, because it's something that you just wanted to do, it's it's going to be the best it will be and in my experience, no one does things better than yourself when you've thought it through and you've put it in place. Well, people can copy you and people can try. And, and you could look at other people and say, like, you know, hey, I watch your Instagram and I watch you doing, you know, some of the lifting or the boxing or things. Headstands, you do some great headstands. I'm never doing a headstand. I mean, I, I could learn how to do it. And I, you know, and I think they look cool. I don't want to do one. So I'm not going to compare what you're doing to what I'm doing. We're totally different people, but are we in the same, can we be in the same physical mental space? I think so. And I I think that's the key. And I I mean, that's got to be a big one that you deal with, with folks start talking and then it's, well, they're comparing themselves to something that maybe they're not willing to actually do to To get to where that person is, one 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 more example would be, you know, I hey, I'd love to look like you know the physique that you have, Patrick, and and folks can look you up online if they want to see. It. I mean, I love, but I mean, I look at what you eat, and and as much as it looks good and it sounds good, I don't want to eat that food. So we're you know diet wise, I have a good diet, but you're more down the vegan route, and and I I don't want to go that route, so I can't look like you but I'm still happy. (laughs) You must run into that a lot with people sort of looking over on the other side of the fence saying, oh, the grass is really green over there. I want to be just like that without realizing all the pieces that go into it. And if you don't have buy-in, you're never going to make it happen.
1: Yeah. There's a a really nice uh, story that I like. And it was a a student that came to to a teacher and said, you know, I want to be like you. I want to know the things you do, practice the way you do, et cetera. If I if I you know dedicate my time to it, how long is it gonna take me? And the teacher says, 20 years. Twenty years? You gotta be kidding me, 20 years. What if I work twice as hard? Like really, I'm just gonna be waking up weekends, overtime, right? And I, I'm gonna be like you. I follow everything. And the teacher says, Well, in that case, 40 years. <laughs> it's cause if you have your eye on the goal, it's going to take you a lot longer, right? Because you're not making the most of the process. So I tell people often, right, don't uh, don't follow that person, don't follow me just because I'm doing this position or this is how I eat or whatever. That's me, right? Everything has led up in my whole life for, for me to be me. Right? If you want to to look like me, eat like me, be like me, That's fine, right? But instead, focus on yourself. Enjoy the process. Enjoy where you're at right now because that's where the the learning, the discovery happens. It's not the headstand that gives you the benefit. It's the whole process of getting to that headstand, the trial and error, the the pain, the falls, right? And you're only going to have that if you fully embrace the process. So it doesn't matter what you're eating right now eat it more mindfully, right? Use more of your senses when you eat it. And that's where you discover, right? What this is to you and you derive more joy from it. So that's what I often say to people, right? Is follow your own path. If you lead, I may not follow, right? If you follow, I may not lead. But if you walk beside me, I'll be your friend, right? And we can walk together on our own paths.
0: That's pretty awesome. Where, where do you where do, you, where, do, you, where, do you, where do you where do you see this all going, Patrick? For you, you know, if, if you crystal ball gaze a little bit, where where do you see this leading you to?
1: I'd love to be a chief mindfulness officer. <laughs> uh, I think definitely more more virtual content, more self paced stuff that, that people can have access to. And then just slowly doing more workshops globally, right? Bigger crowds, smaller crowds, mentoring, consulting in this, in this domain. I'm constantly learning, you know. So if, if somebody took any of, of my stuff last week or one year ago, it's completely, maybe not completely, but it, there's a lot more now than there was before. So as I continue to learn, the stuff I, I put out there is going to, you know, continue to, to, to get people to get more stuff from. And the last but not least is, you know, slowly start diversifying. And I think everyone mm. should get more into financial awareness, right? And uh, COVID showed, right? A lot of people had their eggs in one basket. Well, what happened when that basket got taken away, right? Yeah. So so slowly, right, crystal ball, I would, you know, diversify more to get more kind of streams going. So, so as I'm doing, right, with you, Lou, with IBM, my my own business sort of these gigs outside there always be compliant right? to 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 legal stuff and tax stuff in the companies uh conduct uh, conduct guidelines but yeah definitely diversify and just continue kind of growing and and helping people
0: Do, do you ever pinch yourself sort of just kind of say i you know wow this is all happening and you know who would have thought back when you were in kindergarten and you know someone came up to you and said okay patrick what do you want to do when you're when you're old? When you're like you know, to your parents? What what do, you, what do you want to do for a job? Could would you have ever imagined that you would be doing what you're doing now?
1: No, no. <laughs> I always wanted to, to travel the world, and you know I, I like talking to people.
0: Check so check, you're always, doing both of those.
1: Yes, so that was always there, but but the how the details? No, no idea not even like five years ago or, or 10 years ago could I really have imagined, you know, the, the details. But it's important to, to, to have a plan, right, and visualize, you know, a few years back, I did make a 200-year plan.
0: A 200-year plan, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I always love, I love saying that because people are like, and, and that that's a, a great example of a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, right? So I challenge anybody, right, make a 200-year plan. Imagine, right, if you could live, the technology was there, the health was there. Uh, what would that be like?
0: Wow. Well, I, I, and so where, where did that 200-year plan take you? Like when we're talking 150 years, what were, what were you thinking?
1: Definitely thinking, uh, you know, more studying. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll be a student of yours, right? Uh, m- m- more degrees, more um, more education paths, you know, doctorates, books, setting up a a sanctuary for, for animals or wildlife, Um, you know, different work, big, big family, uh, for sure. You know, traveling, maybe landing on the moon or Mars. Um, Those, those were some of the things in the plan.
0: I guess dreaming, dreaming is a big, really important for us, isn't it? And I, I sometimes wonder if, if we, we, we gotten ourselves into such a fixed situation with our jobs and, and environments and things that we we don't want people don't want to dream big anymore. They don't wanna they don't want people to say, well that'll never happen. They don't wanna to have to justify to skeptics. And but I, I think dreaming is is really important and and sort of living in that moment and saying, Yeah, imagine if and oh wouldn't this be so cool and I'm gonna try that. And it's almost like, you know, you, you prototype in the garage a little bit and you say, oh, I'm gonna invent this thing and you play with it for, you know, a day. And then you move on to something else. But Dreaming, I I don't think we dream enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. We definitely need to dream. And I know a lot of, you know, critics come up and they say, well, this mindfulness stuff is just living in the present, right? You're not supposed to be thinking, you know, this wooshy stuff. Well, like it or not, thinking about the past or the future happens in the present. You will have better dreams. You will think better. You will reflect better on the past if you're conscious, if you're aware of the thinking. So the more you're in the aware of the present moment, the more you're aware of thoughts, and the, the better your thoughts, the quality of those thoughts will be. Think about it, right? I can have a mindless conversation with you, or I can have a conscious conversation with you. The quality will be different. Might be hard to measure, but we can sense that there is a difference. So definitely, I agree with you. More dreaming will help
0: any last minute, you know, the last word of advice that you would give to anyone today, Patrick, as they're listening, as they're looking out their window, as they're taking stock of their own reality, as it's unfolding in front of them, advice from you.
1: I'll tell it in a story. There was a a gentleman that was making his way uh, along the beach. And there was a storm the the night before. So there was tens and thousands of starfish that were washed up on the shore. And he sees this little girl. She's running around the beach, and she's picking up the starfish, and she's throwing them in the water. And he goes up to this little girl and says, what are you doing? Can't you see there's tens and thousands of starfish, and you're just one? There's not enough time. You're not making a difference. And she just looks at the gentleman. She picks up a starfish, throws it in the water and says, well, I made a difference for that one. So it's one difference at a time, right? If that's a little bit of practice to achieve your new habit or new goal per day, or it's helping one person or whatever it is, it's always just one difference at a time. So keep working on whatever it is that you're working on, whatever it is that you want to be one starfish at a time and you'll get there soon enough.
0: Patrick, fantastic there, there are folks listening right now who are saying how can I get in touch with Patrick? What, what's the easiest way? what do we do? How can we do it?
1: Uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook um, I have this mindful leader uh, series also so you can you can s- subscribe to that and get seven free videos. Uh, you could find me in IBM. Uh, if you just Google search me, you'll you'll definitely find something. But please do reach out to me, right? Uh, I will make time. Uh, I do a lot of mentoring, I do a lot of coaching, and there's a lot of resources that i could I could guide you to. So, so please do reach out to me. All
0: right, so we'll we'll put all your contact details into the uh, description of the podcast. So if people are looking for it, go back there; they'll find it. You're not a hard hard guy to find at all either. So it'd be fantastic, Patrick. This has been a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed this, and we we've got to do a lot more. We just gotta we just gotta connect more. I mean, I I feel energized. You know, we've we've been talking for about forty minutes, and I feel so energized. I got to go teach my class. I'm thinking I just got to play this podcast to my class. So it's <laughs> oh, it's been a lot of fun, truly. And and I I hope we do get to get to meet again really soon because uh, you know you only live once.
1: Yes, yes, yes. We'll do some stuff. We'll connect. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Patrick.
1: Appreciate everyone, listening. thank you. Thank
0: you. Thanks. You've been listening to Catching Up with Patrick Koza- Kozakovich. I almost got it. He's gonna fix that for me in a minute. But they're listening to this on Podaholics. If you wanna get in touch with us, Podaholics with a K at gmail.com, and you can find us across all the socials. Podaholics with a K. This has been Catching Up.